Okay, so last few chapters we were learning about um, the meaning of Avis Yisrael and the clip uh, of Midian, the clip of Discord, and um, how, how Midian is diametrically opposed to Hashem's name, because Hashem's name, Yukivavke, is about oneness, and Midian is all about division and fragmentation. So, so that's why Moshe Rabbeinu was, was uh, uniquely um, equipped to deal with this this evil because Moshe Rabbeinu embodied the divine sphere of Chachma, of God's oneness, of God's truth, of abnegation, and strife is sourced in self-absorption and self-aggrandizement. And so, in this next uh, chapter, we're going to begin learning more about the, uh, the deeper meaning of what we learned till now. Um, what is Yudke Vavke? What is Moshe Rabbeinu? We're going to go a little deeper and to understand what, what uh, the general concepts that we that we went through before. Olahov and be Radvar Meniskrim Lehil to understand. How do you get to wherever it is you're reading? I'll send to you. Oh, this is the introduction. I got it. You're with me? Okay. I think so. Great. To understand the better above the above concept, how the clip of Midian is antithesis, an opponent of Hashem's name, to understand this better, to first explain the meaning of the oneness of Hashem's name. It's known that there's a difference between the two names of Hashem, Havaya and Elikim. Every name of Hashem is a way Hashem reveals Himself. Um, just like when we, the purpose of our names is to relate to others, so too we talk about names of Hashem, it's a way Hashem reveals Himself. It's not... Um, it's not Hashem himself, it's the way Hashem reveals himself to us. So Hashem um, is kind, shows his kindness to us. Hashem, Hashem judges us. Each name of Hashem portrays another element of what Hashem is doing. As it says in the Medrash, that uh, the Medrash says Hashem, says, Hashem says, according to my deeds I am called. It's not the name of myself, it's the name of my deeds. The way Hashem is, is, is revealing himself. Hashem is beyond all of his names. But Hashem reveals himself through his names. That doesn't mean when we, when we use Hashem's names that we're not talking about Hashem himself. We're supposed to pray, as the Rivash said, like the, with the mind of a child. That we don't know about any deeper meaning of what the names connotates, but rather we're praying to Hashem like a child talking to Hashem without knowing anything else. Um, because beyond the uh, revelation of Hashem's name, there's also when we sp- we're speaking to Hashem in our prayer, it's kind of like in some prayer books, they translate Hashem's name as um, Hashem. So it's, it's not correct for those who are using the prayer book to pray. If you want to know what the, prayer, what the name of Hashem means, okay, so they translate as Hashem, that's fine. But if people are actually praying in English, they shouldn't say Hashem, they should say Lord or God because they're talking to Hashem. So in a similar way, yeah, we're learning the deeper meaning of these names. Hashem mean, meaning the definition or description of what it is. It's not that. The, I'm sorry, answer the question. Word Hashem. Yeah, it means the name. So it's a description of what the name is. It's not. Not the name not itself. To do with the name. Right. 
Right. So when you're praying in English, you should say actually Hashem, Hashem's name himself. You're talking to Hashem. So in a similar way, even those who are using the actual name of Hashem in Hebrew shouldn't be um, limiting their, their prayers to the way Hashem is revealing himself. They're supposed to talk to Hashem himself like a child. And uh, yet, each name of Hashem is connected to the way Hashem reveals himself in a different way. What does each name do? Um, so we're going to learn about the names Elakim and the name Havaya. Elakim is the source of differentiation, division, and creation. And that's why Shem Elakim is plural. The singular of Elakim is Elaka. Elakim is a name of Hashem, but it's in the plural. There's only one Hashem, and yet we're using a name which means many. Why? Because Hashem, Hashem Elakim is about is a source for multiplicity in creation. As we find in these verses that the um, name Elakim is used in the plural sense. How could we, God forbid, say that Hashem has many parts. Hashem is one. Hashem is not made up of any parts. Hashem is beyond any division. So how can we talk about Hashem in the plural? The answer is, The name Elokim is about Hashem's godly power, Hashem's godly vitality, that descends into all the creations of the world and creates them and animates them. So it's about Hashem's power that is fueling the existence and the animation of every creature. There are many different godly energies, there's a multitude of godly energies that animates and creates a multitude of creations. Each creature has its own divine life force that animates and sustains it and creates it every single moment. We see in this world in the creations of Hashem, that there is extensive particularization, there's so many creatures of Hashem, as we say in our prayers, how manifold are your works Hashem, Hashem made so many creatures, not just, not just there are many creatures, but there are many different kinds of creatures, in general, all of God's creations in this world, are divided into four categories, inanimate, vegetation, animal, and human. In each of these four categories, there's a multitude of details. There's many different kinds of inanimate things. There are simple stones, and there are glittering precious gems. There's so many different kinds of 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 uh, plants, there's herbs, there's grasses, there's grains, there's fruits. And there's so many different kinds of animals. animals. And so too among humans, there are many different kinds. Each person is different than the other. As the Gemara says, every person's perspective is different than the other. That's only in this world. That there's so many different kinds of creatures in each of these four realms. And in the Lamaila, as many creatures as we have here, there are many more creatures in heaven. 
For example, the amount of angels there are, there's so many angels, that a number. And the angels are, each angel is distinct from the other because of its specific divine, the spiritual nature. The only way to delineate and make a demarcation between one angel and another is by their spiritual caliber. The Midrayim Shalomata, in creatures in this world, what divides one creature from another is their space, is their body. What differentiates one creature from another is, is, is their body. Their body ends and their body begins. That's, that's how you separate one, from one creature to another. But angels do not have a similar kind of physical space. So then what makes one stop and another start if they don't have a physical space? I mean, it's not that they have no um, physical space at all. The, um, it says in the Pasuk, um, Hashem makes his angels from fire and from wind. So unlike creatures in this world, which are each creature, the Ramam says, has all four elements in them, even things that we would look at and say, oh, this is water only. But each creature has in it all four elements. Angels only come from two elements, from fire and wind. Um, and it says in Gemara also, oh, good morning. It says in chapter 18. Uh, it says in Gemara also that um, an angel is the size of a third of the world. And there's an argument in the Gemara, is the angel the size of one third of the world? Or is it three times, is, or is it um, three times the size of the world? So the Gemara does this, talk about space and the body, um, regarding angels. However, with all this said, who could see an angel? Only a prophet can see an angel. So it's not a regular, whatever the Gemara means, it's not completely physical. So, though angels have bodies, not completely physical bodies. So how do you, defi- how do you differentiate between one angel and another? And there, it's, not, it's not something we can fully understand. Um, th- th- they're clearly, the differentiation to one angel and another is not merely physical. So what is it? Rather, what distinguishes one angel from another is their spiritual caliber. We could talk about space. Perhaps we could use the word space regarding the spiritual worlds as well. In other words, till now we said that space is something which, which exists in this world, and what differentiates the the um, one angel from another is their is their spirituality. But in this, par- in this parenthesis, Ebra Hashab says, perhaps you could also talk about space and spiritual worlds. How can you talk about space and physical and spiritual worlds? It says in Hasidus that the source of space is from the lowest part of Atsilus, the lowest energy, the lowest sphere of Atsilus, Malchus. God's words that he used to create all of creation emanate from his power of speech from the sphere of Malchus. That's where space come from, comes from. So if space comes from Atsilus, that means that there is space in the worlds above this world, in Bria and Yitzira as well, not just in Asiya. And just like space in this world means limitation, space means that there is a beginning and an end. This world, 
we talk about space, we mean an actual physical limitation. This is where it starts, this is where it finishes. So too there is a concept of space in higher worlds. For example, let's take example of Elma Yitzira. Just like we have space in this world based upon a physical um, def- definition of space, so too there is a space by definition in the world of Yitzira. We don't have a, um, a ruler that um, fits the world of Yitzira. We have world rules that fit the world of Asira, that fit this world. But there is a concept of space in the world of Yitzira as well. So since there is a concept of space in Yitzira, albeit the way Yitzir defines space, um, so therefore, um, it, it, it's, it's, not, um, it's not true to say that, oh, it's not true to say that the angels are only delineation is their spiritual caliber. We could perhaps talk about a physical delineation as well. well let's see further. In Cain, Kufus HaMalachim, the body of angels, although they come from the, there are four elements, fire, water, wind, and earth. And they come from the higher, more subtle elements of, wi- of wind and fire. And not just wind and fire. But they come from the wind and fire of the world of Yitzira, a whole different kind of wind, a whole different kind of fire. Nevertheless, there is still some kind of a definition of space based on the world of Yitzira's definition of space. Just um, to give, maybe give us a little bit of a context, um, let's say this. Um, in Atzilus, Rabbi Yehl was once in, by a ring with another guy, he wanted to make a very sharp point to him, and he says, let me give you a very coarse example. The world of Atzilus. Obviously, the world of Atzilus is not a very coarse example, but uh, anyways, that's the only example I have for right now. The world of Atzilus, there is chesed of Hashem's kindness. In, a, in the place of Hashem's kindness, it's not Hashem's judgment, right? Kindness is one thing, judgment is something else. So that's a spiritual definition. Kindness is one kind of energy, Hashem's judgment is another kind of energy. So that there's a spiritual delineation of one thing from the other. In the worlds beneath Atzilus, not only is the angels, let's say, of the camp of Machol, Machan Machol, Machol is the angel of Hashem who is the uh, um, defending angel of the Jewish people. So the angels in his camp are all full of love, and they serve Hashem in different kinds of love. And the, the Gemara discusses the multitude of angels in his camp, and each angel is different than the other in the kind of love that he has, and the kind of love that that angel has. But the Rebbe Hashab is saying that besides the spiritual delineation, there must also be some kind of physical delineation as well. Or maybe the word physical is the wrong word. The word there's also some kind of limit of space in the higher worlds, not the kind of space that there is in this world. But there is space in the world of Yitzhira. Um, just like in this world, a fire and wind also are, take up space. Air occupies space. Fire occupies, occupies space. For example, a lightning flash. The fire can be seen in a, uh, the confines of a specific area. That lightning flash has a space where it began and where it ended. I know they did this. I remember going to a science museum and they like they they, they, they had this this um, exhibit of a lightning bolt or something. Does that makes sense, Doctor Restman. They have generators that can stimulate simulate lightning flashes. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. V'chein gam ha'yeshe seydi hinigagal ha'yeshu begeder makom chulu. So too, um, when we talk about the element of fire, not fire per se, but the element of fire. So that, as Nachmanides says, that there's a, there's a sub-lunar sphere uh, under the moon, where there is the source of the element of fire. That takes up space. It's, it's somewhere in outer space, under the moon, but it takes up space. So if so, we could say... That's not just the, the angels aren't just divided by their souls; they're also divided by their bodies. However, you define space in the higher worlds. There is a distinction to one angel and the other. So, however, we would try to picture the differentiation of one angel from the other by their body. Um, what we could certainly say is that there's a difference between one angel and the other. Because of the, their spirituality, an angel, for example, in the in the, in the, uh, the camp of Machol, he's about love. An angel, in the camp of Gavriel, his way of service of Hashem is with fear. So their spiritual qualities clearly um, we could clearly understand the distinction of one and the other. There's another kind of subtle definition of space that's beyond our senses. It also would divide one one from the other, but uh, divided it does. So too, in regarding creatures in this world, besides, just like we're saying about angels in, in the higher worlds, that in addition to their spiritual distinction, they also have a spatial distinction, so too regarding creatures of this world. In addition to their physical distinction, they're also dis- distinguishable by their spiritual energy. There's a difference between one, one creature and another, because of the divine energy in that creature. Every single creature of Hashem has a distinct kind of divine energy that's different than the other. And that's why there are different names for every creature. There are different names. Why different names? Why is each person a different name? The divine energy that's in you has to do with your name. In other words, your name is not your soul. Your name is not your body. Your name is the kind of energy that ch- is channeled from your soul to your body. That's why the same soul can go to many people. And each incarnation has a different name. Why can I have a different incarnation, each, a different name each time? Because it's not the name of the soul itself, it's the name of the way the soul reaches a body. The, 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 the uh, kind of um, light that comes from your soul to your body is associated with the shape of the letters and the value of the letters and the number of the letters that your name is. Your name has to do with the, the, the kind of divine energy that comes from your soul. When your soul comes to the world a second time, so then there's a different kind of divine energy that comes from that, that soul to the body that, it, that, that animates then. So each creature, every person has its own name and own, only kind of divine energy. Daniel, you look very thoughtful. You have a question? Question? No question? Okay. So, begam and also by animals. Even within each species, like lions and oxes, although it's not like when you go to the zoo that every creature is given a name by the uh, zookeepers, but uh, there's many creatures who are not in the zoo, and they're not given names, and the names which are given by the zookeepers isn't their divine um, energy. But each creature has its name. Every creature has a, its own um uh, combination of the letters of Hashem that Hashem used to create the world 
And based upon the combination of those letters, that's what makes each creature tech. Every creature, not just every person has a name, every animal has a name. It's not just Hashem animates all the oxen with one name, and all the lions with the one name. Every ox has its own combination of the letters of Hashem, and so too does every lion. The name of each creature is his divine energy. That means the way the letters combine, the way they're formed, they animate that creature. They animate that creature. And that's how Adam knew the names of every animal. God told the angels um, about this great thing he's doing, he's creating man, and the angel said to God, hey, can we, you say he's such a smart guy, can you show us how smart he is? And uh, the angels, and God said, sure, and God brought the angels to this world. And the, uh, God brought all the creatures of the soul before Adam. And God asked Adam tell, tell, um, tell, to announce the name of each creature. And each creature comes before Adam. Adam says, this is a para, Hebrew word for cow. And the angels are, wow, this guy really is so smart. So what was so smart about giving the name para to the cow? I mean, etymologically, we could decide to call a cow a, a telephone and nothing would happen. But... The reason why it was so uh, mind-blowing to the angels was because Adam could see in the cow is divine or energy. And that's how he knew the, the spiritual name for cow. Now, we must say that in addition to the general name cow, there are, there's, there's a sub-specific, um, oh, we're all human, we all have that name, but we also have a name for each of us. So too, among all of God's creatures, each creature has its own kind of... Um, its own name, its own combination of letters that make it be who, who it is. So, where do all these combinations come from? Where do all the combinations of godly energy in each creature come from? They come from Hashem's name, Elohim. The word Elohim, Hashem's name, Elohim, is connected to the world of speech. The divine energy in the lowest sphere of Atzilus, lowest energy in Atzilus, is the energy of Elohim, the energy of Hashem's speech. That's why the energy in that realm is called the city of our God. Why is it called the city of our God? Just like a city is made up of many uh, homes, and the homes are made up of many stones, so too um, the source of all creation is made up of, of letters. Letters are compared to stones. And there, there are many letters forming a whole big city in heaven, which is the divine source of all the creations that emanate from that, that city, from that multitude of divine energies that later descend and animate each creature. And the multitude of combinations of speech from Hashem's name, Elohim, the letters are the actual divine energies. Those letters become the actual divine energies that create and animate the multitude of creations. The amount of combinations of words, those specific words, become the divine energies that animate each creature and create each creature. Each creature is distinct from the other because of its divine energy. What's the difference between one creature and the other? It's the way the letters combine in that creature to make it to make it who it is. 
Each creature is created from another combination, a different kind of divine energy. So all that we've been discussing till now is Hashem's name, Elokim, the source of speech, and what makes each creature uh, be who it is. Which is paralleled by the way we are formed. In other words, you know, we are the source of the permutations and mutations of our DNA, which are like little letters. Like little letters of DNA. What are the letters of DNA? Would you ask? What are the little letters of DNA? Uh, there are they call base pairs. There's uh, ATGC. I remember the paths. Um, and these adenosine. And, uh, I can't remember. The, I can't remember the T's and the G's. But these ATGs, ATGC guanine. Um, they're paired opposite one another. A pairs to T, G pairs to C, and you string them out, you know, 150, 250, 450,000 and together. And if any three of these are out of alignment, it changes the property. The end wow. Well, yeah. Just letters. Just letters. Just letters. Why are they called letters? No. Now you know why. Okay. <laughs> so this is all the name of Elakim. This is the name of Elakim is the source of the divine energy that gives each creature its unique life force. Regarding Hashem's name, Havaya, it says, He Hashem is one. Hashem is beyond an individual. The Only in the name of Hashem. Elohim, that's the source that creates all creations practically. That's what actually creates all different kinds of creatures. That's Elohim. It says in the Pasuk, Elohim created the world. Elohim is about God's energy in the creation. So that, in that name of Hashem, you could talk about distinction between one creature and another and different kinds of divine energy that animates and creates each creature. But the name Yuki Vavke, which is beyond being a source for creation, it's not a source for creation, it's higher than being a source for creation. If there was only Yudke Vavke, if the God's energy was only the, na- the energy in Yudke Vavke, there wouldn't be creation. The name of Hashem Yudke Vavke is Hashem's energy which is higher than creation. And that's why we say Hashem is one, there's no multiplicity in Hashem Avaya. Hashem Avaya is beyond being a source for creation. It's Hashem's energy which has not been divided, not been contracted to give each creature its life force. Rather, it's, Hashem, it's Hashem's energy as it is above creation. And that's why um, we say Havaya Echa. So in short, what we learned today is that the multitude of creations in this world, and certainly the multitude of creations in the higher world, which are the more creatures in the higher world, um, we learned about what distinguishes one from the other. And it all originates from the name of Elohim, which gives each creature its life force, but Hashem's name, Yukei Vavke, is above division. Okay. Hazak Aburach.